Social Media Summit Coeur d'Alene is back in Coeur d'Alene for the third year in a row, presenting over 20 expert speakers on all things social media. Be sure to visit smwcda.com for more information on Social Media Summit Coeur d'Alene and the Social Media Summit Inner Circle. Our neighbor, fellow Rotarian, Darren Halliday, is turning 65 years old tomorrow. (laughs) I want him to hear me say that, though, if he listens to this. It's been a long week. Are you ready to wind down? Why not? It's time for the Wine Time Fridays podcast with Shelly and Phil. Neither are sommeliers, but both have a deep passion for life, each other, and delicious wine. And now, here to talk about this week over a glass of wine is Shelly and Phil. It's wine time. Hello and welcome again to another episode of Wine Time Fridays. I am Phil and she is Shelly and happy Friday. It's wine time. (laughs) I keep forgetting that. Uh, you know what? We just got to cut to the chase right now because we've had some um, miscommunication, primarily on my part. <laughs> and so we're just going to get to the poor right away. And uh, because today we're going to be in Italy and we really needed to start with a white wine. And so uh, we will go all into the wine stuff in a minute. We just uh, have so much to talk about. It's going to be hard to go with 20 minutes on this. So this smells super clean. Super clean. Super clean. What is it? So Shelly has no idea what this uh, white wine is. I did this on the last minute. This is a Falangina. A Falangina. Oh, here. A Falangina. Uh, should we toast it up? Tear- <laughs> you can cough and I'll edit it out. Oh, she's got- <laughs> to your giggles. To your kisses. Health, wealth. Oh, we'll do that on the next one. Beautiful. I can honestly say I've never heard of this grape. This was a complete That's last. That's a real grape? It is. Falangina? Yep, Falangina. Uh, it was a complete last set. I ran to the store just to get a white wine uh, for, you know, after we did the episode uh, or before we did the episode. And I thought, well, let me just look for a, a uh, Italian white wine since I know we're going to have a Val Policella. As a red, that's what we're doing. Italy tonight. That's a fun word to say. It is a fun Francisco. Val Policella. That's what that sounds like. There's a little bit of pressure in the Falangina. Okay, so real quick, what we're having here is a 2018 Terradora di Paolo Falangina Urpinia Corte di Giso. That's this one. <laughs> and I can't mix up the corks. Anyway, you know, this is a 1479 uh, where we bought it today uh, at Fred Meyer. But the other wine we got it at 
Pilgrims, which is a really nice little store, natural or, store. yeah, natural organic store with a really nice wine selection. They're off the beaten path. Um, my first try for finding the Val Policella, which there's a story behind that as well. Uh, I was coming up empty handed. And so Pilgrims had three to choose from, and they had another two Val Policella Amarones. This is a Ripasa. Ripasso, sorry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so there are differences. And I've got tons of notes and hopefully enough time. I've tried to really uh, dive into the the learning about this. The more I dove, the more I was learning. It was really fun. Um, Our neighbor, fellow Rotarian, Darren Halliday, is turning 65 years old tomorrow. <laughs> I want him to hear me say that, though, oh. if he listens to this. Uh, he's actually, I think, turning 40, I think. And they're having a big <laughs> birthday party. And I that's a story in and of itself because we thought it was last Thursday. And so we uh, rushed home after Rotary and had the Val Policello, which is his favorite wine. And I got a bottle for him. I'm like, why should we should have uh, do an episode on this? So we walked out the back gate. And over to their place and just saw the babysitter. <laughs> and the babysitter was there. <laughs> they have like, a really nice babysitter. Well, they did mention they were going to have a babysitter for the kids anyway during the party. So we were not that surprised to see her. No, and then I started thinking, was the there's party, no one here. Was the party not here? Is it someplace else? I was so confused. Oh, by the way, I took a great picture of Shelly, though, uh, which I'll post. Because the uh, background, the golf course, all that stuff. And so uh, I will post that. It'll be, it was turned out great. So we turned uh, lemon into lemonade or something to that effect. Anyway, so last night we presented Darren with this Val Policella. He loved it. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know if he drank it or not. I'm assuming he's going to love it. Anyway, before we go any further, and then I'll, I already opened the bottle of the Valpolicella. I wanted to ask Shelly how your week was. I tend to ask you that at the end of the episode. We kind of rush As through it. As you should, because then I can give the social media tip. Oh, well, I was going to uh, give you an opportunity to give the social media tip early. No? Not at the end? Yes, please. Okay, we can do that. I am so uh, flexible right now. Uh, probably pull a muscle. So... <laughs> I have a couple of things that I was going to mention uh, today. Like you walked in the house with a friend's shirt for me. Cafe Perk. No, Central Perk. Central Perk. Yes. Yeah. And it was to match your friend's shirt that you got for yourself a couple days ago. I thought that was pretty because cool. Because we tend to watch Friends a lot. When we don't know what else to watch, we'll watch a or Friends rerun. When we watch something that's super heavy we uh was that you or me i'd probably me oh mute uh we just need to get something lighthearted, and so that seems to be a fairly pc show that doesn't get too uh over the top and yeah and we are a laboratory in this house now <laughs> sitting in front of me for uh, about a week now is this kombucha kombucha we're growing a kombucha scoby I took a picture of it so I can post that too. It's very involved. 
It's got about three more weeks to turn into a real scoby. So real quick, the bacteria creates that scoby in there, right? And it, and it, you put some uh, mother in or whatever, and then it starts feeding. It's a symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast. So in order to make it, well, first of all, kombucha is fermented sweet tea, and it's actually a probiotic drink. So it's very good for you, and you would think there was a lot of sugar in it, but the sugar ferments out. So in reality, I think you only have about four grams of sugar per serving of around eight ounces. So yeah, it seems pretty. That's not bad, mm-hmm. and it's um, good for you. It, uh, it actually it's good more for your than gut, eight right? ounces. It is good for your gut. Yes. So you have to make the scoby first in order to be able to make the kombucha later on. So scoby takes a little longer to make. It's yeah. a living organism. Organism, And uh, a couple of years ago when we had this going full force, that thing was about an inch thick. Yeah, we're going to try not to do it. We'll try to we're peel gonna off We're going to try to make a prettier scoby this time. It's pretty nasty <laughs> when it gets right down to it. Okay. And uh, it's not actually a really new drink either. Um, my best friend's grandmother used to make it when we were young. We didn't really drink it, <laughs> but she used to make it in the garage. And you didn't drink it. <laughs> uh, real quick, this 2018 Terradora di Paolo, Falangina, Erpinia, Corte di Giso. Uh, it's an Italian uh, varietal, white wine, comes from Campania. And if you wanted to know kind of where Campania is, it's southern Italy Campania. on the Campania, Campania, Campania. Actually, Our Italian is lacking. Well, Oh, it's supposed to be Campania. Yeah. Uh, Mazatlan. Sorry. <laughs> That's lacking too. We used to valet for a restaurant in Seattle called Campania. And it was obviously an Italian restaurant. Uh, it's on the so, west so, coast of Italy, down in the south. Yeah. So Italy's wines are also named after their district or regions. So unlike wines in the United States, which we basically um, call by grape or whatever mm-hmm. we want to choose to call some wine sometimes. Um, Italy calls them from where they are grown, just like France. And that's a that's a law that they, a it's a law that they have to, uh, in the region, they actually have to have certain grapes grown in that region. Like in France, Pinot Noir is grown in Burgundy, and I believe Chardonnay. I'll do some checking on that. I think it's Chardonnay. The varietals are grown in the region, and that's by law. They think they know best for centuries of growing grapes, that which are the best varietals to grow there. And so it's all about the terroir and the region, not so much the grape, right? In, Here in we are Italy, the it's a district. Yep, a district. And there are four designations in Italy, if I'm not mistaken. Social Media Summit Coeur d'Alene is back in Coeur d'Alene for the third year in a row, presenting over 20 expert speakers on all things social media. The Pacific Northwest's longest-running social media conference is designed to empower local brands and professionals with a deeper understanding of the strategies, tactics, and tools 
they need to advance themselves and their organizations in the ever-changing fields of social media and digital marketing. And for those who think conferences are too overwhelming or you can't justify three days away from the office, there is also the Social Media Summit Inner Circle Masterclass. With each class presented by an expert in social media marketing, you'll have time to implement what you've learned before the next session. Be sure to visit smwcda.com for more information on Social Media Summit Coeur d'Alene and the Social Media Summit Inner Circle. It's uh, a, a, well, the Valpolicella comes from Veneto wine Veneto. region. Mm-hmm. And there are four grapes that they normally use to make a Valpolicella, and that's a Corvina or Corvinoni, yep, Rondinella, and a Molinara. I can never I always this. want to say Corvignone, but I'm well, sure. Well, the Corvina has to be anywhere from 45% to 95% in the bottle, okay? And you can also substitute for the Corvina, the Corvinone. The Molinara is hardly used at all anymore. It's being phased out, although some are still trying to use it. You know, we're talking about this. We should drink it. Probably. Okay. I'm going to do this so I don't spill everywhere. Yes, don't spill any liquids on your computer like our assistant did. Poor Daphne. Fried her computer. Although the upside is she's got a new computer and she's flying. So hopefully her hours are less. Just joking. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the Valpolicella Rapasso. And this is where it gets really, really involved. Okay, so this is a 2016 Superior. And it smells delicious. It does smell delicious. Wow, wow, wow. So this is from Tenuta San Sant Antonio. And it is uh, Monte Garbi is the the region within uh is you say Veneti? Is that what you, you said? You say Veneti, I say Veneti. Veneto. <laughs> Veneto. Veneto. <laughs> Let's go ahead and toast this up. Could be Veneto. Oh, we really need to learn these words better. Health, wealth, abundance, gratitude, gratitude and romance, romance, and peace on earth. Peace on earth. Oh, that's fun. Oh, that's delish. That's really good. So, really do you get the raisins in it? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's more than just raisins. Oh, prunes and... Creosote. I get some creosote. So... This is really involved wine. I'm going to kind of go through a little bit about this, okay? Val Policella, unless you've got some notes. Nope, go ahead. <laughs> I'll talk about sourdough bread. Yeah, because that's the other thing. <laughs> that we have going. Yeah, I said we're in a laboratory. You want us to talk about sourdough bread no, real no, quick? We're... Okay. Val Policella Repasso is a fruity, complex red wine from the Val Policella viticultural zone of Benito. Because Val Policella's wines generally lean towards the lighter end of the scale, although I'm not getting that, well, a little bit, a little bit. It's not deep, deep dark, but it's ruby red, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, for centuries, the local winemakers have employed various techniques to improve the depth and complexity of their cuvées. 
So there are two different styles of making these Valpolicella, or Valpolicella wines. One is called a Pasito style. Okay. Now the Pasito uh, wine, the grapes are dried out for weeks or even months prior to fermentation. Now this is great because you are just taking the bread and say, we need a bread rack. They take these grapes, <laughs> Shelly, and they put them on racks wow. for four months. Wow. Because, and it dries up into little raisins, and the, the sugar is so intense and concentrated that it would push the alcohol up sometimes. And, and let me go back. These wines are made for Amarone. Okay. Those wines are 50, 60 bucks is where they start. In fact, when I priced them out at Pilgrim's, $45 and a $56 bottle of wine. I ended up not going that route, but we will down the road. Okay. The other way, the other style is uh, the Pasito, excuse me, Ripasso. Um, and so the Ripasso is when a wine is aged in contact with their lees and mixed in stainless steel. Lees, yeah. Oh, lees or leaves? Lees, L E E S. Yeah. Uh, mixed in with the lees and are mixed in stainless steel wine jars and later via the traditional batonnage method mm-hmm. in barrel. Batonnage. They are then clarified just a few days before bottling. Now, I can tell you what a lot of those things mean because I pulled up the... Repasso, re-ferment. Yeah, repass. So they take these skins Mm -hmm. and then they take actual Val Policella wine and they mix it in with the skins to to get those those, uh, flavors off of that. There's There are two separate methods. One takes a whole lot of grapes to make a bottle of wine. The Valpolicella uh, Ripasso takes less, but they're using some of those grapes. <sighs> a lot of information. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really intense. But this, so I'm getting those raisins and the and the dried fig and dry. Then I get cherry. creosote. So creosote is what you would taste in the cough syrup. I'm not sure that's a good thing. <laughs> but also creosote um, is like telephone poles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, Valpolicella might easily be viewed as the Italian answer to Beaujolais. Yes. Yep. Although, gosh, you know, I just think it's just a little bit, a little bit heavier than Beaujolais, isn't it? Yeah. Ripasso wines are sometimes casually referred to as baby Amarones. So, baby. Yeah. So maybe there'll be a, um, a Valpolicella Nouveau. Well, I actually, I think they do make one. Really? Yeah, I do think they make one. Uh, hmm. I found that in a couple places. You know, Beaujolais Nouveau, the first bottling of the new vintage is just, I, I don't like it at all. But it's kind of tradition around Thanksgiving. You get that out there and you drink your Kool-Aid and then get to the Oh, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. It's very fun. Uh, So tell us about about bread. About bread. So sourdough. So um, I only just found out you could make your own culture because I've always, like, begged a culture from a friend or I bought it from um, one of the companies online that sells it. But found out you could make your own culture. It is not easy, this sourdough oh, bread making. So you have to um, 
you have to start out with a little bit of wheat flour and water, and that really that's it. Um, and you you divide and conquer every single day for seven days until you finally have your culture finished. Have we and conquered? you know, <laughs> I don't know if we have a conquered. Um, you know that it is good when a teaspoon of your culture will float in a glass of water. So that's how you know it's good. And then you can make your own sourdough bread, which, again, is a complicated thing. It's been, for the last four days, I said, mm-hmm. are, you, are you, like Wednesday, are we doing the, no, we're doing it Friday. No, not yet, not yet. Because Thursday, so we're doing it tomorrow? No, not till Saturday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyways, today, um, we did make our first loaf of sourdough bread. It's sitting on the rack right now. And we're hoping to be able to eat some of it tonight. Looks good. It really it's does huge. Look good. It's it's eno- it's ginormous, as Buddy would say. Yes, and I've always made bread, but not sourdough. So, um, it so I I've not stayed with the recipe very well. I'm like, well, this doesn't look like bread. I need to add some more flour. <laughs> So we'll see. It we will may not report be back exactly on the way it's supposed to be. No, nah, I think it's going to be fantastic. We'll uh, real quick uh, review of some of the wines we had this week. We actually tried a Buttercup Chardonnay, which is one of the wines we had out of a can last week. Mm-hmm. But we had that uh, out of a bottle, and it was actually real nice. Uh, about ten bucks for the bottle, and I thought it was it was just fine for a house white. We also tried a Chloe. Uh, red number 249, red blend, North Ca- North Coast, California, uh, 2018. I was not impressed with that at all. We still have a little bit left. And we also... But the label is pretty. The, yeah, which is always why we um, choose Dutch wines. Wine. Yeah, yep. that's how I choose sports teams. <laughs> choose them by their butts. No, no, I don't. By the colors? Well... Seahawks. The, uh, Go Hawks. No, if you're talking baseball... I always like that rainbow uniform. The Astros, yeah, Astros had, so I picked them. <laughs> well, a couple Even years though. ago, they won the World Series, so that was good. They didn't have those uniforms then. We also but. tried a Santa Rita Cabernet Sauvignon 2016, uh, which was pretty good. Not not knock you on your behind good, but pretty good. Well, keep in mind we're not buying expensive wines. For- no, but that one was from a wine club from the dinner party. Uh. So that those are picked for value and for uh, quality. So All right. it was not bad. All right, Shelly, this is what you've been waiting for. How was your week? My week was good. And so we had a meeting. We had a meeting. Mm-hmm. You and I had a meeting with a client to do their uh, uh, social media. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So. If anybody does not know what we do, we are social media managers, and we hold a three-day conference on social media marketing, and we also have a monthly group coaching program, too. So we thought we would um, give a little social media tip each week to go along with this because it's what we always do. Well, time's up. We got we, we've been watching a lot of to tell the truth. <laughs> oh no. Yes. Okay, continue. Sorry. Anyway, so our tip this week is um, I have always 
told people don't put hashtags on Facebook that don't work. Um, they they really did nothing beforehand, and they could also actually decrease your reach. When you did the hashtag and a, 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 you know a search, mm-hmm. that, it would come up three years ago, yeah. and then last week, and then four. It was all over the place. And it's not like. All of a sudden, boom, hashtags are working on Facebook. But they are working on that because um, Mark Zuckerberg is looking to help businesses be able to sell on Facebook, Instagram, Messenger, and WhatsApp. They're working in the backgrounds on some other things. So now um, one of them is the search feature on Facebook, which has mm-hmm. never been good. It's really, really it hasn't, horrible. But they're working on that, and so now hashtags are going to become um, more workable and predominant on Facebook. So if you happen to have a vis- business or um, you are a professional with the Facebook page or a Facebook profile, go ahead, have at it. <laughs> use hashtags on Facebook. Have at it. We had our first... Uh, Social Media Summit Inner Circle Masterclass. Mm-hmm, we did. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Uh, a little hiccup in it's it. Very but cool. And um, one of our master class teachers it, talked about SEO on websites. So yeah, that was learned a lot. Even I took like three or four pages. It of was notes. a fire hose of information. I great. had some of the attendees saying, "I have no idea what he was talking about." I'm like, <laughs> don't. That's all right. That's right. Just keep. Just keep it in your notes. back pocket. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I wanted to mention or ask you about is how is that routine coming for the Blazing Divas for the 4th of July parade? Oh, we are rocking it. Really? <laughs> yes, we're going to do well. Oh, good. That's not and what we you... are, well. You can always improve, right? Yes. Okay. Um, we're very happy to be able to have a July 4th parade. Yeah, basically the last time you guys performed was in Philadelphia for over Thanksgiving. Yes. Basically. I mean, you did do one parade after that, but it was lackluster at best. It, wasn't. it was a holiday parade in a small town. So, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so we have not performed for a long time due to COVID. And yeah. we're so happy that July 4th is going to be a go. That's so fun. Hey, if you're in Coeur d'Alene or live in Coeur d'Alene anyway, come see the Blazing Divas. Give a give a wink and a nod to me. I'm a diva dude. I'll be trying to keep all the skullduggery uh, to the From side. Happening. Yeah. So I guess that's it. We've tried two Italian wines tonight. Uh, let us know what you thought about the canned wine if you, you tried it. You would recommend this one? Oh, I would recommend both myself. Okay. I, I would. What about you? Yeah, I liked the red one. That's that's good. What better. what are we having tonight? Well, we're having shrimp curry. Interesting. So uh, that's not really going to go well. <laughs> we'll stick to the white for the shrimp curry. Maybe. Anyway, uh, just remember, check us out on Facebook, Wine Time Fridays, and remember, with just a little bit of knowledge, wine becomes much less overwhelming. Again, a huge thank you to Todd Hornby who is bringing us out right now with music. Thank you, Todd. And you guys have an awesome weekend. And we will see you next week. And so long. Bye-bye. Thank you for spending part of your day to wind down with Shelly and Phil. 
Remember, you can listen to any episode of the Wine Time Fridays podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to visit our Wine Time Fridays Facebook page for daily conversation. We invite you to join us again next week when we have a conversation over another glass of wine. Until then, here's our toast to you, to health, wealth, abundance, gratitude, and of course, romance.